The New Factory Thinker by Bill Bishop Chapter 11 Step 2.2 The Big Problem I saw a billboard on the highway that read, Do you have toenail fungus? I had never heard of the affliction and didn't think I had it, but a little bit of doubt crept into my mind. Maybe I have toenail fungus and don't know it, I thought. That evening I checked my toes. They looked good, surely no fungus. But just to be on the safe side, I bought the toenail fungus ointment. How about you? Do you have toenail fungus? Bringing previously unknown and undiagnosed problems to the attention of customers is a tried-and-true marketing method used by advertising agencies for decades. The strategy is to get people worried about something they don't know they should be worried about and then offer them a cure. This strategy can be used unethically to sell snake oil and other bogus remedies, but it's also an important step in the development of legitimate big ideas that can truly help people in significant ways. That's why new factory thinkers look for big problems to solve. They look for inefficiencies, fragmentation, unmet needs, and unnecessary suffering, and then get to work creating innovative solutions to these problems. In 1999, I wrote a book called The Strategic Enterprise in which I put forward a problem I called the product first trap. I had asked myself, what is the core reason why companies get stuck in low growth, and I realized it was because they become fixated on their products and can't see other opportunities to create value for their customers. After the book was published, I spoke at the annual sales conference for Johnson & Johnson, the consumer products and pharmaceutical company. Speaking before a group of 200 executives, I outlined the symptoms and repercussions of the product first trap. Ten minutes into my talk, the CEO stood up and said, Bill is right, we're caught in the product first trap. We need to listen carefully to what he has to say and get out of this trap. Needless to say, the rest of the talk went very well, and I landed a sizable consulting contract. I had a similar experience five years previously following the release of my book about internet marketing called Strategic Marketing for the Digital Age. In the book I diagnosed a problem called Technopia. When companies have this problem they become overly obsessed with technology and ignore fundamental business and marketing principles. In my estimation, I believed people had been entranced by internet hysteria. I was vindicated for my conviction in 1999 when the com bubble burst. Coining the phrase technopia proved to be a lucrative strategy. One morning in mid-December 1997, I got a call from the vice president of marketing at IBM. He had read my book and was convinced that IBM had a virulent case of technopia. He wanted to hire me to cure the problem. Amusingly, he asked me to come over right away to pick up a check for $50,000 so he could include it in his department's expenditures for the current budget year. As you can imagine, I did not hesitate to oblige him. Old factory thinkers often start off as problem solvers, e.g. People need shoes or life insurance, but eventually they stop trying to solve their customers' problems and focus exclusively on trying to sell their products. New factory thinkers, on the other hand, spend the majority of their time thinking about their customers' problems. New factory thinkers look for patterns of pain that their customers can't see. This wide-view pattern recognition gives new factory thinkers the ability to identify problems that are constraining, if not killing, their customers. Certainly there is no shortage of problems. Whether we're talking about a person, a company, 
or society in general, there are endless problems to solve. Take a close look and you'll see problems everywhere. You might see that companies are wasting energy in their manufacturing process. You might notice that too many people suffer from obesity because they eat too much fast food. Or you might ascertain that there is a high level of adult illiteracy in your community. Bear in mind that you don't have to solve the big problem all on your own. Rather, you act as a value hub and integrate different resources to solve the issue. In their excellent book The Solution Revolution, authors William D. Eggers and Paul McMillan give dozens of examples of companies and social entrepreneurs who have successfully tackled big problems. For example, the people at Unilever made it their objective to solve the problem of deaths from diarrhea in developing countries by bringing together a team of players including governments, NGOs, and community entrepreneurs. Using innovative strategies they developed and marketed a new brand of soap that was affordable to people who earn less than $1 a day. By first identifying a big problem, Unilever now makes big monetary profits while achieving an important social outcome, lower deaths from diarrhea. In another case, a social entrepreneur in China has built a thriving business making clothing out of plastic retrieved from the ocean. She started the company after learning about all the plastic waste accumulating in the ocean. She asked herself, how can we clean up this plastic problem and make money at the same time? This led to the idea of paying fishermen to retrieve the detritus from the ocean and then to make clothes out of the recycled plastic. Giving the problem a name, like toenail fungus, is very effective. It helps your customers get their head around the idea. For example, Febreze created a series of humorous online commercials to introduce a problem they call nose blindness. When you have this disorder, you are unable to smell the unpleasant odors in your house. Left untreated, this affliction can cause embarrassment when friends and family, who are not nose-blind, come over to visit. Nose-blindness is a brilliant example of a big problem because it raises doubt in the mind of the customer. When they hear about this new disease, they wonder, does my house smell and I don't know it? Am I nose-blind? Once this doubt is planted in their mind, the only apparent answer is to spray everything in your house with Febreze, just in case. To pinpoint the big problem, look beyond symptoms. Figure out what's causing the symptoms. It might be something the customer is doing, i.e. lung cancer caused by smoking two packs a day, or something they're not doing, i.e. falling profits caused by unproductive employees. The big problem can also be an erroneous way of thinking. Consider the captain of the Titanic. He thought, erroneously, that he had an unsinkable ship. This stopped him from taking necessary precautions, such as looking out for icebergs and getting more lifeboats. Helping him change his thinking could have saved many lives, including his own. In this book, the problem I diagnose is old factory thinking. It's not just that companies are solely focused on their products, the product first trap, it's that they use an outdated thinking process in a new kind of marketplace. Left untreated, this problem can and does cause companies to stagnate and in many cases, go out of business. Look for problems and the reasons for the problems. Why are companies not growing? Why are people unhealthy? Why are so many kids dropping out of school? When you engage in this kind of new factory thinking, you move beyond cynicism and resignation. You realize being a problem solver is better than being a complainer. What does complaining do for you anyway?
does it ever solve a problem? No. It just makes you depressed and angry. So stop complaining and start problem solving. Identify a big problem and make it your mission to solve it. Don't be put off by complainers and cynics. Find positive people who want to help you solve the big problem. By addressing a big problem, new parts of your brain are activated and your intellectual battery is recharged. You feel more positive and engaged in your life and your work. You also attract and influence other problem solvers to join you in your mission. So what's the big problem you want to solve? Action Plan 1. Think about your customers. What are the big problems they have that are not being addressed by old factories? Why do they have these big problems? What are they doing wrong or not doing that is causing these problems? Are they being held back by an outdated or unhelpful way of thinking? If so, what is this outdated or unhelpful way of thinking? 2. From your list, choose the big problem that you want to tackle. Choose the big problem that gives you a feeling of energy and purpose. 3. Give the big problem a name like toenail fungus or nose blindness. 4. Tell people about the big problem. Tell them you're actively solving this problem. Get them to help you with it.